More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, overthinking. Thoughts racing? Struggling to make a decision? Can't stop worrying about a particular problem in your life or relationships? We'll help you manage anxiety gracefully. 877-573-7825. They want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, overthinking. We're talking about anxiety, and we're asking, are your thoughts racing? Do you struggle with making decisions in general, or a particular decision in particular that is causing you to just feel worried, stressed, anxious, we want to help you manage all of that gracefully. So if you're feeling anxious about a particular challenge you're facing in your life or relationships, if you are worried about making the right choice, especially when it comes to handling those situations, if you're just feeling that undercurrent of anxiety and you're tired of it, we want to help you reclaim your peace and find the confidence, courage, and clarity you're seeking. Sounds sounds lovely, doesn't it? Eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Again, that number, eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. You know, there's there the the things that come with trying to decide what direction we should take in anything, in a disagreement with someone, in a path in life, all of those things. And we can constantly sort of have that underlying anxiety of, of re-questioning ourselves, of wondering what's going to happen next, of being afraid we're not prepared for what may happen in the future. Anxiety can just, it can just be there like a stream running under our lives at times. And sometimes it comes up out of that underground stream and becomes a torrent, a waterfall in our lives. We also can have anxiety around other people and their decisions and any any anxiety they may be feeling as well. I know so many parents right now, because we're in that stage, who are dealing with a twofold thing in terms of what are their children going to do after high school? How are they going to provide for themselves? Are they going to go into a trade? Do they have a direction in their lives? Are they going to college? If so, on any of those, which thing, what college, what trade, what, what's happening when you're launching a child into a young adulthood, how do you handle their anxiety, their questions about their lives, and then deal with your own? You know, I know many, many folks who have kids who have launched and are not doing great. They're either not adjusting to college the way 
that they would have thought they would, or they're not really making a go of being able to make a living. And as parents and grandparents, it can twist us up. You know, how do we let them go through that? And when do we know when it's right to step in? A lot of folks are just dealing with other people in their lives who are dealing with some kind of anxiety. We have older parents and they're anxious about the next steps in their lives. Or we are those people ourselves. Anxiety seems to be everywhere at times. How do we deal with it gracefully in God's grace. We can pray about it. We can take it before the Lord. We can certainly take it to to confession if we feel like it's ruling our lives, which it's not a sin, but sometimes we can be feeling like it is. And then what do we do? Even if we get extra graces from any of the sacraments, the whole thing can get more and more and more stirred up. And we don't know what's right, what's wrong, how to do it. If you or someone you care about is going through any kind of anxiety, big or small, trying to make those decisions, trying to get clarity of the way, let's talk about it and help you find more clarity and more grace here today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And if you're not sure what that is, um, when he was Pope, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections over the course of really five years um, that looked at how God's creation reveals God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. When we're not clear about what to do, or we're worried about making the right decision, the theology of the body can help give us clarity. It reminds us that every decision we make should help us become what we are. That is, the whole, healed, godly, grace-filled people God sees when he looks at us. If we're confused about any important decision, The best way to be confident in our choices is to look for the option that seems to give us the greatest chance of pursuing greater meaningfulness, now that is using your gifts to make a positive difference, intimacy, that's working to make your relationships healthier and stronger, and virtue, that's taking what life gives you and using it to become a stronger, healthier, holier person. So the theology of the body shows us that meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtues are the three qualities on which an abundant life rests. They're the qualities that the Holy Spirit is always nudging us toward. And any choice that helps us grow in those virtues is a step in the right direction. When we're making decisions about anything, especially when we're worried about quote-unquote, getting it right. As long as we're bringing those decisions to God, as long as our desire is to serve him, and as long as we're making choices we prayerfully believe will lead us toward a more meaningful, intimate, and virtuous life or relationships, then we can be confident in our choices, knowing that we're doing what God would have us do to the best of our ability, and that even if we're not exactly right, God will keep nudging us until we get on that path that he wants us on. So, 
Are you struggling with anxiety? Are you worrying about a particular problem in your life or relationships? And you're just not sure what to do. Are you anxious about getting it right or knowing the right thing to say or do? We want to help you overcome stress, worry, and anxiety and reclaim the peace confidence, courage, and clarity that you are seeking. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. I know a lot of folks who wake up on that on a Monday morning and they think about the week ahead and you just feel like that elephant is sitting on your chest and you're, go- you're going, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do about this? How do I get through that? How do I deal with this person? Let us help you get this week off to a great, confident, and courageous start. Call 877-573-7825 and let's talk through it together and find those effective, grace-filled solutions, the challenges you're facing, the challenges that are causing you to feel a little stressed, worried, or anxious today. 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord and we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the Father, and the the Son, Son, and and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we bring to you all those situations in our life or our relationships that are causing us to feel stressed, worried, or anxious. We bring to you all those decisions that we worry about getting the right answer and finding the right things to say or do. We bring them to you now, Lord, and we ask you to help us to identify the next step to take that would lead us to the more meaningful, intimate, and virtuous response to those situations. Help us to know how we can use our gifts to make a positive difference in the situation. Help us to know how what what choice to make that would lead to healthier godlier relationships and help us to use whatever we're facing as an opportunity to become the whole healed godly grace-filled people you created us to be. Help us to know to know how to respond to all those situations in ways that help us cling to the confidence, courage, and clarity that come from living in your grace, so that in all things we can glorify you in our response. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the Father, Father and, and the, the Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled Overthinking, as we talk about stress, worry, and anxiety. Are your thoughts racing? Are you struggling to make a decision because you're worried about the right thing to do or say next? Can't stop worrying about a particular challenge you're facing in your life or relationships? Whatever the cause, we want to help you manage your anxiety and uh, gracefully. Give us a call. Let us help you reclaim your peace and find the confidence, courage, and clarity you're seeking. The number, 877 573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. We have a message here, Greg, from Jenna, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Michigan. And she says, I'm very anxious about my discerning process, discernment process, excuse me. She said, I'm begging God and my husband for another child. We have two now. All I want is to be a good Catholic mother. And the women in my church community all have three or more. And it crushes me in my heart that we don't have more. My husband says we need some time to breathe and be a family because our two, because our 
two and one year olds um, are just a lot for us to handle right now. And he says he's not sure he wants more children. And he's not sure I want more children for the right reason. I should look to the family we have and stop wanting to keep up with everyone else. I never thought that we would be in this place, and I don't think I'm just envious. I really do want more children. It's making me very anxious, especially when I have to be with those other moms, either in a mom's group or even Sunday at church. How can I discern this, and mostly how can I find peace around it? And that's Jenna in Michigan. Jenna, thank you so much for your question. And, you know, you, you have a really beautiful heart to, to yeah. want to be so open to life. And um, so let me, let me throw out some principles here uh, that will help you in your discernment. Um, all of this, by the way, falls under a term that the church uses called integral procreation. Okay. Now, that, that term integral procreation means that being open to life means both being open to the possibility of a new child entering our family, but also being open to meeting the needs of the children we already have so that they can be formed by us into becoming the the, the, the whole godly, grace-filled people that they're meant to be. Discipled throughout their lives, yeah. yeah. And and so that's one thing to kind of keep in mind. You know, How am I responding, as I'm discerning when to have the next child, um, how am I responding to the needs of the children that I have? And am I able to give them the, the love, the attention, the support, the resources they need to grow up to be what God created them to be? Now, you know, that's, that's a question that every parent and every family has to kind of ask for itself. There's no, there's no cookie-cutter answer to that question. Yes, because every child is a unique and unrepeatable person, and that that prayer that you have about discerning that is what matters. Not what anybody else in church is saying, not what the world is saying the standards are for helping that person become everything they can be. It's not about, you know, giving them a Rolls Royce and all of that when they, you know, hit 16. It's really about prayerfully discerning how can we help form them in a godly way. And, and it's also not dependent on what other people say they want to give their children. Like, because exactly. God might call exactly. you to give your children different things than another family would, so that you could fulfill your particular mission and charism you know so so um you know the first thing okay the the default in all of this has to be prayer you and your husband need to be praying about this i hear you discussing it but i didn't mention you didn't hear you mention in the message that you guys no, are praying she doesn't about it refer to that. so i mean i'd like to assume that you are but just in case um when it comes to making this decision the the, the thing that you and your husband need to be doing every day is saying lord you know help us to be the family that you want us to be and to have the family that you want us to have. Help us know what it would mean for us to respond fully to the needs of the children you've already given us. And help us to do whatever is necessary to um, respond well to the needs that we have so that we could be open to another child at some point in our in our life now as you're discerning that it's it's avoid the tendency to polarize this question this is actually true about any marital decision um, but especially about this because when couples get into this they just argue back and forth should we have another baby shouldn't we have another baby and then they that misses the point that's the wrong question the question is what are the needs that we have to address on the road to being open to that next child 
You know, what are the needs we need to address in our marriage, in our family life, with the kids we already have? Do we feel like we are adequately responding to those needs? And if not, what would we need to do to be able to adequately respond to those needs on the road to having that next child that would, that would enable us to welcome that next child without reservation? Right? And, and so it's not a matter of do we or don't we. It's a matter of what, how do we need to grow? How is God calling us to grow so that we can be generously open to that, the possibility of that next child? Now, it is possible that as you're discerning that, you, you, you'll come to a place where you come to a place where you say, well, you know, we, we, we can't adequately meet these needs and we have to keep kind of postponing and keep discerning this to the next month the next month but that's up to god and you guys you're discerning that together and other times you might say well we can meet these needs and it's time to have that next child and so you're able to overcome that resistance or that fear or that concern that your husband has but but i i would suggest to you that that your um, focus needs to be on praying through that with your husband not comparing yourself to your friends and then there you know i'm not suggesting that you want another child for the wrong reasons i don't think that's that's possible i think having wanting another child is a beautiful thing um, but i do see that there is an element of i'm not as good as these people or i'm not keeping up with the joneses so to speak there's a bit of that there's a bit of you know your husband's feeling so overwhelmed right now and he doesn't i like the sense from your message he doesn't feel listened to about what he feels overwhelmed about if you begin to really actively pray about all of this together and especially those concerns that you both have over it then God can help you figure out the timing. He can help you figure out how to best get the the children and the life you have at the moment in a sense of order and more of a sense of peace so that you can move into the future and be able to welcome more children if that's what you're called to. But all of this has to be the two of you deferring to Christ together by actively pursuing this in a mutual prayer life which a lot of people even incredibly faithful catholics don't really do together is have that couple prayer especially around things that really matter to them so so jenna i really need you to hold on to the idea here that that there is no correct answer to this question and there is not a correct number of children to have there's not even a correct it's not even correct to say that that having more children is necessarily holier than having fewer children what is holy and what is appropriate and what the church calls us to is a default to prayer and discernment together about this idea of integral procreation am i open to life both by the possibility of having another child and responding fully to the needs the children god has given me have and the marriage and the family life that i have you know so that i can make sure that i'm welcoming each child fully and generously into the heart of our home and serve your 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 marriage your sacrament as as fully as possible and be truly open to all of the blessings that god is willing to give us so that we can love every single child that god gives us as much as he loves them we can love our spouse and he they can love us as much as god loves us and we can truly thrive knowing that we're having that constant conversation with god and he is leading and guiding us every step of the way jenna if you haven't been praying like this with your husband and you're not sure quite where to start we do talk a lot about this actually in our book praying for and with your spouse the way to deeper love we have a chapter in there on discernment in general and we speak specifically to this question about discerning family size as well 
excuse me, and again, the title is Praying For and With Your Spouse, The Way to Deeper Love. It's available at catholiccounselors.com or wherever books are sold. Thanks so much for the call, Jenna, and if there's more we can do to support you, you know where to find us. Well, we are taking your calls right now. Our show today is titled Overthinking, and we're talking about anxiety, especially in those times when our thoughts are racing and we're struggling to make a decision or we're worrying about a particular problem and just not sure what to do about that thing that's come up in our life or our relationships, and we're worried about getting it right. Let us help you find the peace, the confidence, courage, and clarity that you are seeking. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. We'll be right back after these messages. The Wisdom of Mother Angelica. I told him about the woman who came to me and said her two children hadn't spoken to each other for two years. Their grandma died and she was very wealthy. She left half to each one. She said they're arguing over a commode. She said inlaid. Can you imagine being in hell? And somebody saying to you, what are you here for? EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. This Ave Maria radio program is brought to you in part by Fathom Events. The new feature film, Mother Teresa and Me, is in theaters for one night only, Thursday, October 5th. Mother Teresa and Me weaves together the stories of two women, Mother Teresa, who served the poor with love amidst her dark night of the soul, and Kavita, a young woman who is searching for love while struggling with her unexpected pregnancy. Information at FathomEvents.com. That's FathomEvents.com. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with a book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and we're taking your calls today about anxiety on our show titled Overthinking. And if you're feeling anxious about a challenge you're facing in your life or relationships, and you're worried about making the right choices, give us a call. We'll help you find the calm confidence and clarity that you're seeking. Right now we're joined by Jacob Flores Popchak. He is a pastoral counselor with CatholicCounselors.com. He is also a published author and illustrator, Theology of the Body expert, and host with Father Gabriel Toretta of the uh, Faith and Arts podcast, Created Things. Jacob, welcome to More to Life. Thank you for having me. So, you know, there are lots of times where we're thinking about a particular problem or challenge and it's just sort of spinning out in our heads like a tornado, right? And how do we begin to get control of those thoughts and stop them from overtaking us? Well, there are lots of things that can cause that kind of spinning out, ruminating type of anxiety. 
Um, and I do think, as you guys often say, it's, it's you know, if, if you're really struggling with something like that, it's important to find a good mental health professional to talk through things with. But one one tip that I often encourage people to look at is is the possibility that your anxiety about whatever this specific thing is is a result of you sort of inadvertently teaching your feelings that they have to escalate things in order to get your attention and in order to get your needs met, right? And this is a weird concept to consider for a lot of people, but your emotions, you know, they're given to you by God, and they're a part of your natural healthy system. A lot of people think, oh, if I were healthy, I wouldn't be feeling anything at all. No, you wouldn't be feeling anything at all if you were dead, right? You, <laughs> you're, you're absolutely meant to be feeling things. Um, but a lot of us can get into this relationship with our feelings where because we don't really like them, maybe we had a parent really punish us for having them and we learned to kind of push them aside. Maybe they've gotten us into trouble in the past and we've learned to kind of repress them. Maybe we're just scared of them because we don't know how to respond to them and we've learned to kind of ignore them. But we get into this relationship where we've pushed aside our feelings long enough that we can no longer successfully identify the kind of core need at the center of a feeling, right? Because every feeling comes with some kind of a need that needs to be met. You know, if I'm afraid, I, I have a need to get to safety. If I am angry, I have a need to seek justice, you know, et cetera, and so forth. And I, and I have stopped being able to identify that kind of core need. And my feelings learn that they've got to get my attention in order to get my need met. And often that means they've got to escalate themselves further and further and further and further and further until they're screaming in the back of my head and I can no longer ignore them. Now, the frustrating thing, of course, at that point is that they're so big and they're so escalated and they're so exaggerated that if I, that when I tune into them now, it's going to be nearly impossible to identify what that core need is. But I think starting off with the premise that, hey, this feeling isn't here because it's bad. This feeling isn't here uh, and I have to get rid of it, even though it's so, so big, right? Instead, starting with the premise that, hey, this feeling is here actually because I've been ignoring my feelings and I've been ignoring my needs. How can I zero in on some kind of core need here, preferably concrete, preferably practical, right? Preferably immediate, so it's not a million years in the future, right? What's something small and concrete now I can do to serve the core need at the center of this feeling and bring me into more right relationship with my interior emotional life? I think it's so important what you're saying because, you know, the alternative, of course, is just lying to ourselves and saying, if I just ignore it long enough, it'll go away. And, and of course, that's not what happens. What happens instead is we start to spin out. And that suggestion you're making really does help us get a handle on it. Folks, if you'd like to learn more about Jacob's good work, you can come over to CatholicCounselors.com and check out the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice. We've got a good break. We're taking your calls right after the break at 877-573-7825. Talking about anxiety. Is social media leading to more young women getting cosmetic surgery? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Our daughter and family just welcomed a new baby girl into the world. The boys in our family are now outnumbered for sure. I've witnessed how some of our girls often struggle with self-image and body issues. These issues are now being enhanced by social media. 
First Peter teaches us that it is not outward beauty that is important, but it should be that of our inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Studies indicate that young women are going under the knife for more cosmetic procedures in direct response to social media. Encourage the women in your life to practice self-compassion. Build them up. Help them find ways to be content in their own skin. True self-esteem is having confidence that I am who God says I am. For more on this, head over to our Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Father Benedict Groeschel. In the church we speak of seven gifts, wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, loyalty, courage, and reverence or fear of the Lord. When I speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and these gifts come, they give you the ability to go beyond your strength. If you're struggling to be a good person, a good member of your religion, You know it's a struggle, and you don't always make it. I've been at it many, many decades, and I still struggle and trip and fall and have holes in my socks. Struggling to be a good person, something that we need help at. And this help comes to us by these gifts of the Holy Spirit. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Hi, I'm Lisa Popcheck. Do you feel held back by your inner critic, that little voice whispering, I can't or I'm not good enough? The spiritual master and doctor of the church, St. Ignatius of Loyola, realized that these disheartening thoughts, which he called desolations, are not from God, especially when they tempt us from becoming who God wants us to be. Consolations, on the other hand, come from the Holy Spirit. These positive thoughts encourage us to trust in God's plan for us. If we want to follow God's plan, we need to quell that inner critic and listen instead to the consoling voice of the Holy Spirit. Here's a practice that can help. First, every day, write down your successes. Did you make someone smile? Did you exercise despite feeling low? Write it down. Next, write down the strengths or virtues behind those successes. The kindness that brought out that smile, for instance, or the persistence that helped you exercise. Finally, turn your virtues into daily I am statements. I am kind, or I am persistent. Doing so will remind you that your identity flows from the gifts of God's grace, not that inner critic. For one-on-one support on your spiritual journey, visit catholiccounselors.com. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, the show is on anxiety, titled Overthinking. Are your thoughts racing? Are you struggling to make a decision? Can't stop worrying about a particular problem you're facing in your life or relationships? We want to help you manage your anxiety gracefully, reclaim your peace, and find the confidence, courage, and clarity you're seeking. What's the number to call to get all that? 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. 
7825. Join the conversation about overcoming anxiety and the analysis paralysis that mm-hmm. stops us from being able to make good decisions. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Tiffany, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio. Hi, Tiffany. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out? Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. How are you guys doing? Our pleasure. Yeah, what's up? Good. Your show has been a huge uh, contributor to my spiritual journey, so I just want to say thank you for that. It means Praise be to Jesus. So That's wonderful. Yeah, so how can we help you today? Well, <laughs> um, I am in the process of possibly converting to Catholicism. Um, okay. I've been seeking um, a lot of information about it, and um, I've been speaking around my town, you know, with different people that I know are of faith, and, um, you know, some of them aren't even Catholic, and they're still okay with my journey, and um, one one lady um, asked me for my phone number uh, about a week ago, and she said she was going to pass it on to a pretty um, elite person in our um, area that is part of the Catholic Church, and she said that he wanted to speak with me um, just about, you know, how things work and, you know, invite mm-hmm. me to a Mass, most likely, and just to experience um, that as well and um, just kind of give me, you know, a, a back history of how everything, you know, plays out in, in church And because I'm a little nervous about going to Mass, you know, because I'm going to go by myself. And uh, mm. so I just kind of am curious about it and where to go. And so she mm. asked for my phone number, and he called me a couple days ago. Um, I picked the phone up when the call came through, and I knew that it was my town number. So I knew that it was him, and I got I froze. And Aww. my anxiety kicked in, and that devil came, and he, he didn't let me answer it. So um, it went to voicemail, and um, so long story short, I've been sitting on this phone number wanting to call it. It's written down. I immediately wrote it down just in case if something happened with my phone. And so sure. I'm just having this anxiety of calling him to make this appointment to come meet with him. Just I think most of it has to do with, you know, possibly him being as, high up as he is in the community and he's not a priest but um he's Mm -hmm. you know an older gentleman that's been in the faith for a long time so i just was kind of looking for some insight on how to make that phone call (laughs) what i mean other than the fact that he's got this you know personality this this status in your community what else about this is frightening you, Tiffany? There's because, something going through your head about it when you think about returning the call. Right. That's what I want to know. Because you're actively pursuing okay, this, but it, do you feel like you're not ready yet? What's uh, going on? Well, it's just the 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 um, the, the town and the the people that I've been bullied by, um, you know, several oh, times by by certain people. Um, around here back in high school and grade school and then also um you know i just don't i don't take a liking to certain things that go on in in the community because of people's stature like that and he's a relative of somebody that is not i feel a very moralistic person in our town okay 
So I'm not okay. Sure well, so so there's so so there, there's person, bringing up either. a lot of those. Sure. All right. Well, it brings up a lot of those memories about you know how you were treated in high school and and you know sure. And I want I want the first thing that comes to my mind as you're saying this, and I like to try to follow the Holy Spirit on this. Is I want you to take a deep breath. And I want you to ask God to show you the difference between the Catholic faith and some of the people in the Catholic Church. <laughs> you know, and they could be great people, holy people. They may have led a lot of people to the Lord. They may be doing wonderful things. But if it's not connecting with you or if it's off-putting to you, I just want you to take that deep breath and remember they are not representative of the Holy Trinity of the church, of the wisdom of the church, and you're allowed to say, I want to be able to pursue my way into this faith if God leads me there without the muddling of all of this stuff that I'm dragging behind me from my experience. Yeah, you, in the you, past. you know, if, if you're, if you're going to, look, I, I would love for you to come into the church. I can't think of anything that's more beautiful to me than my Catholic faith. But, but I want you, if, if God is calling you to it, to come into it authentically and because you, you didn't feel pressured in any way or like you, you know, either were disappointing somebody by not doing it or that you had to do it to keep somebody's respect or, or whatever. So, you know, I mean, and there's not even any obligation to return this person's call. Like, I mean, I, I, I think it's it's generous of them to reach out to you. But if you feel in prayer that this is not the time for that conversation. Or not a, the person to continue your conversation about the Catholic faith with. It's okay to you know, to just say, you know, well, I, I appreciate them reaching out, but I'm just not in a place for that. Now, if you do return the call, I think it's also okay to just sort of start by saying, listen, you know, I. I, I really, it's important to me to kind of take this slow and to just, um, you know, do what God is calling me to when he's calling me to it. I really appreciate you reaching out, but I, 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 I don't want to feel pressured. Um, I, I'm, I'm really grateful that you reached out and I'm happy to hear whatever you have to say, but I just really want to be able to let you know up front that I'm going to take whatever you tell me to prayer and just sort of sit with it. You know, so this way you're sort of setting some boundaries right up front so that you can really take some time to listen to the Holy Spirit instead of feeling any pressure from anybody on this. So, you know, I, I you know, you're on the journey. Um, God, God is clearly leading you in some way. Um, and you know, there are people in your community who are, who are, I'm very grateful are reaching out to you, but it's up to you to prayerfully discern what you're ready for and what, what the next step might involve. The other thing that I, I want to add to this is that, you know, A, if you don't want to go to Mass alone, it sounds like you have lovely people in your area and you can just say to somebody, hey, I, you know, somebody you really feel comfortable with, hey, I'm a little nervous about going by myself. There's a lot that goes on there. I don't know what to do. Would you mind if I went with you? You know, and if you're worried about a big Sunday mess, which is very, I think it's a better choice because there are so many people that you'll have a lot to follow along with. But you could even say, hey, could we go to a daily mess so I have a little bit more privacy? The other thing is, the wonderful thing about the Catholic Church is it's universal. And if you're feeling that sense of, I'm going to be distracted by all these people that I know and have particular feelings about, if you can get yourself to a mass in another town near you that doesn't have all those people and you just want to go in and sit in the back and kind of observe all this and stand when they stand, 
you'll be fine. You know, you don't go up for communion because you're not in union with the church yet. But other than that, you would be fine experiencing that with other people you don't know. You know, C.S. Lewis wrote a book called The Screw Tape Letters. And it's all about, you know, it's these, these imaginary senior demon and, and lower demon. And, of course, that scares the heck out of us when we hear those words. But C.S. Lewis did it in a very kind of humorous way, right? And their job was to lure Christians away from Christianity. And, in, and they, he goes through all the things that can mess us up as Christians if, you know, we buy into them. One of the chapters happens to be on the uncle demon giving the nephew demon advice on how to be successful by saying, if they go to church, make sure they're looking around them and they see all the people that really bother them. You know, the butcher that puts his thumb on the scale and charges them too much. The women who gossip too much. And he goes on and on and on. And says, you know, make sure they're distracted by that so they can't focus on Jesus. If you are feeling like you're living that chapter and you're going to be distracted by all those people, feel free to go to a place where those people aren't because the Catholic Church is open to you wherever you are and you can begin to see with clarity you know, is this where Jesus is calling me? Do I feel his real presence when I'm in the presence of the Eucharist in a Catholic church? All of those questions that will allow you to discern it without that cloudedness of all of this history with the people in your town. So Tiffany, I want to thank you for your kind words about how our show has played a role in your spiritual journey. And, you know, if that's the case, then I just want you to take this to heart. This is really between you and the Holy Spirit. Um, people can help you. Sometimes people will hinder you. <laughs> but ultimately, this decision to come into the church or not is between you and the Holy Spirit. And I just want you to trust that judgment. I just want you to trust your discernment. And I want you to keep praying about it. And, you know, respond to these, you know, invitations from others to have conversations or, uh, you know, discussions when you feel it's appropriate and under what conditions you feel it's appropriate. I don't want you to ever feel pressured to come into the church. I want you to choose it because you really believe it's for you. So thank you for the call. And if there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us again. We're always here for you. We're taking your calls, listeners, at 877-573-7825. Today's show is titled Overthinking. As we talk about those times we feel anxious about those challenges we're facing in our life or relationships, especially if we're worried about making the right decision, particularly when it comes to handling those those difficult situations we're stressed about in our family, uh, in our work, in our personal lives. You know, life is filled with choices that we have to make, and we want to do what God wants us to do. Um, but it's all, sometimes it's hard to know what. And then, you know, we're, we start trying to think through it. And on the one hand, we feel like, well, if I did this, then this bad thing would happen. And if I did that, this other bad thing would happen. And then, then if I did nothing, then these other bad things would happen. Or I've got it all together, but I'm afraid of what's going on in the world. And I'm afraid for this person and that person and what this other thing is going to do to my life. And we can really lose a lot of our peace, a lot of our joy, a lot of our ability to be effective to that message that's running in our head. So if you're feeling anxious about a challenge you're facing in your life or relationships, if you're worried about making the right call about the next thing you should do or say, 
Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Or if you have someone in your life who you know is running those messages, they are feeling anxious, they are beginning to not be everything that you feel that they can be, and you don't know how to help them, we can help you with that as well at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. You know, I chose this verse today because, uh, you know, when we're facing decisions, the thing that runs through our mind is, you know, if, if I get it wrong, then, you know, what if this happens or what if that happens? And what this verse reminds me is the importance of focusing on God's plan and knowing that God's plan always leads us, as we were talking about earlier in the show, to a life filled with greater meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue. The enemy wants us to feel the opposite things. He wants us to feel powerless, isolated, and self-pitying, and choose self-indulgent choices, where the Lord is always calling us to more meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue. And as long as we're leaning into those qualities, as we pray through our decisions, we can be confident that we're walking the Lord's path and that we will discover the plans he has for us, those plans for welfare and not evil, those plans that give us a future and a hope. You can take that to heart. We are taking your calls at 877-573-7825. Are you feeling anxious about a challenge in your life or relationships, worrying about the right decision to make, especially when it comes to handling those difficult people or worrisome circumstances we're here to help the number is 877-573-7825 let us help you reclaim your peace and when i was outside of the church there was always an unsettled feeling there was always a feeling of something missing and something not complete the, the deal clincher is we found our way to our our parish and we met just an incredible pastor we learned things that we'd never been taught wouldn't be the person that I am without the church and without the sacraments, particularly the Eucharist. I can't live without it. If you've been away from the Catholic Church, visit catholicscomehome.org. Underwritten in part by this not-for-profit. Are you looking for peace? Longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into a suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to lordteachmetopray.com and click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. This program is brought to you in part by MyLifeAngels.com. MyLifeAngels provides peace of mind by notifying you the moment a loved one enters an emergency room. Right on your smartphone, you'll have instant access to everything needed including all legal documents, to ensure you are empowered to protect their life-affirming wishes. My Life Angels also alerts hospital ER staff with critical medical information and emergency contacts. More information at MyLifeAngels.com. 
This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. We're so glad to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today we're talking about anxiety in our show titled Overthinking. Are your thoughts racing, struggling to make the right quote-unquote decision? Can't stop worrying about a particular problem in your life or relationships? Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 877- Five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Before we talk to our next listener, we want to send congratulations out to two members of the EWTN radio family. Our Lady of Perpetual Health Radio in Essex Junction, Vermont, is celebrating their sixth year with EWTN. And Our Lady of Mount Carmel Radio in Pittsburgh, Kansas, marks nine years with us. So congratulations to Donna McSoley in Vermont and Father Bob McElwee in Kansas from your friends at EWTN and More to Life. And folks, wherever you're listening to Catholic Radio, make sure that you are supporting your local station, both with your prayers and with your financial support. Let's keep Catholic Radio going strong for generations to come. And we are taking your calls right now about anxiety on today's show, titled Overthinking, as we talk about those challenges we all face uh, and worrying about making the right decisions, saying the right things, doing the right situ- doing the right thing in those challenging circumstances we face in our life or relationships. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Catherine, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Arizona. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Um, Hi. I just called to have prayer for my son, who is struggling with mental uh, illness, and Mm -hmm. my daughter took him to the ER today. He's just had debilitating anxiety and and, uh, night terrors, Um, can't eat. I'm so sorry. And it says here he's 33 years old? He's 34. He's had um, years of incarceration and psychiatric. um, This is a long mental health history. Do you know what his his diagnosis is? Bipolar. Bipolar, okay. And so he's he's in the hospital now? My daughter took him to the ER this morning, yeah. Okay. Well, let's lift him up in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, we just ask your blessings on Catherine's son, that that he would receive the help and care that he needs. We thank you for his loving family around him. We ask that you would connect him with the professionals and the resources that are necessary to help him be stabilized and to live a healthy life moving forward. We ask your consolation for Catherine and her daughter as they provide care for, for her son. And we ask that you would please give them all your peace and healing in this situation. Amen. Catherine, thank you so much. Is there anything else that we can do for you? Any other questions that you have before we let you go? 
uh, just guidance on what I should do. I mean, we've tried so, so, so many things over the years. I'm out of state. I don't know how to help. Uh, you know, right. praying, of course. Well, I mean, and so, so is your daughter the person who's on point then with him? Or I guess what, like, what, what, when it comes to they're helping? both in Michigan, correct? Yeah. yeah, and she's got a son, and she's not able, she can't, she can only do so much. He's just, right. you know, he's kind of on his own. And, um, so what, I mean, when it comes to helping him, I mean, is he open to your help? Oh, yeah. I mean, he is. I mean, there are times mm-hmm. when he gets, uh, psychotic and manic where he doesn't want to look at anybody but you know when you're yeah. depressed and anxious like this he, he wants um, family support okay well the, the best thing that you can do is to um, have him share with you what his treatment plan is moving forward when he gets out of the hospital um, and and to help you know and to ask him then how he wants you to help him be accountable to, to, to staying on track because, of course, you don't want to be a nag and you don't want to make it your, your project, but he does need more support than the average person to kind of stay consistent with his treatment plan. And so, you know, talking with him about, okay, so what is it that the doctors are recommending for you moving forward? How often do you need to be going to counseling? How often do you need to see your psychiatrist? Do you need to, I mean, one of the other things you might want to find out before he leaves the hospital, is there a partial hospital program that he could be part of? Uh, partial hospital programs, in case you're not aware, and for listeners who aren't, uh, are, are those programs that once you get out of the hospital, you can go to a, a day treatment program, you know, like you're going to work. You live at home, but then you go to treatment for, you know, six, seven, eight hours a day uh, and so that you can get stabilized and, and reintegrated into the community. Um, and so for somebody who has chronic mental illness, um, that kind of a program can be really very, very helpful to maintaining some sort of structure, um, participating in, in really wraparound services. It still be, get to be independent, but you still have that structure then that kind of keeps you going. Find out if that's an option for him moving forward. But um, whatever the situation is, find out what his treatment plan is on discharge uh, and, and really just ask him, what, what level of help would you need to kind of stay consistent with this? Do you need me checking in with you every day, a couple of times a week? You know, I don't want to cross the lines here, but I also want to make sure that I'm giving you the support that you really need. So, so talking with that, also before he's discharged, see if you can't participate in a, a Zoom call or a telephone call with his uh, discharge planning team, with the medical, with the clinical social worker that, that's planning the discharge or, or, you know, the treatment team that's involved there and, and really kind of see, what kind of support you can provide to him that would be supportive so that you're part of the process even though you're not in the same state. Um, so especially now with, with telehealth being as popular as it is and more, more accepted than ever, uh, there's no reason that you couldn't be part of his treatment while he's uh, participating as long as he gives permission for that. Catherine, I want to thank you so much for the call. We certainly will add, we've added your family to our More to Life uh, prayer intentions list. Uh, we were happy to lift him up in prayer, and I hope that these suggestions will, will at least identify some next steps for you to help him maintain his mental health once he's discharged again. Thank you so much for the call. You know, we've been talking today about anxiety, and, and how do you know you're making the right call when you have a decision to make and you're worried about doing the right thing? The last point I just want to leave you with is, is you want to focus on the process not the feeling. A lot of times we think that, you know, if we're doing the right thing, if we're making the right call, we should feel a perfect peace about it, that the Holy Spirit's just going to come in and clear out all the cobwebs of fear and anxiety that are clogging up the, the works. That's not necessarily the case because, unfortunately, our humanity keeps getting in the way. What we want to do is focus on the process, 
Am I praying about this? Do I desire to do God's will in this situation? And am I trying to determine through prayer and thought what the most meaningful, intimate, or virtuous response would be? You know, meaningfulness, again, referring to making a positive difference in this situation using my gifts and talents. Intimacy, meaning making my relationships healthier and stronger. And virtue, referring to using whatever life is throwing at me to become that healthy, holy, godly person. If those are my criteria, then you trust the process and do what the process tells you, even if your feelings aren't completely settled. If you'd like help with that, check out the resources we have at CatholicCounselors.com, including my book, Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety, or The Life God Wants You to Have, both available at CatholicCounselors.com, as well as information about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice to work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor. To More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchuk. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.